Hello, I'm your host, Shweta Sundarajan. Before we start, I'd like to apologize for a few technical difficulties that you might hear throughout the episode. But with that being said, sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the coven. I'm your host, Shweta Sundarajan, and I am the legendary Wicked Witch of the Sound Waves. Joining me today is Blake Chapman. I'm the managing editor of Byte BSU. Welcome to the show, Blake. So, for those of you who don't know, Blake is an amazing guy, an amazing editor, and he is a gamer with a. Please don't use that. With a lowercase g. With a lowercase g. Lowercase. Lowercase g. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure. Um, but today, in in honor of the Mortal Kombat movie coming out, we'll be taking a look at what's bubbling in the cauldron, which is female characters in video games, which has been a problematic kind of... Topic over the last few years or so. For a lot, Mm -hmm. yeah, and I... For those of you who know me, you know that I'm not a gamer. Mm-hmm. I am someone who watches other people play games or I'll watch gameplays because I suck at gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for, for context, I tried to play Legend of uh, Zelda. When, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, yes. Um, and I literally got killed by a wolf. Yes. Yeah. Soak that in. Uh, that's how bad I am at have gaming. Fin- have you, how far have you gone in the game? Uh, not very far. So I, the game is my cousin's game. Mm -hmm. So I basically kind of took over where he left off Mm -hmm. and he like, he'd already completed the game. So I was like, he gave me the controller. He was like, Hey, you try. And I was just running around, uh, in the magical world of Breath of the Wild. And I legit got killed by a wolf, (laughs) a wolf, which isn't even like a valid, evil, it's a very low, low level enemy. Yes. I got killed by a wolf. So after that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a gamer, but I love games. So on that note. I love games too. I don't love, love, I don't love gamers, but I love games. And that is a hot topic. Mm-hmm. Indeed it is. Um, so on that note, let's take a deep dive into female representation in video games and more so the over-sexualization of these female characters. So, um, to kind of start this off, let's start off with a nice statistic. Um, so basically in 2020, 18% of video games had female protagonists, whereas on the flip side, women accounted for nearly 41% of all gamers Mm. in the United States. So why do you think the difference in these statistics are so low, Blake? Um... I think it comes from a number of factors. Um, on, I guess, the the commercial side of things, much of the entertainment industry, to my knowledge, has not really reached a point where blockbuster titles can host an equal amount of female leads as well as male leads. Um, like, we don't usually see a leading lady without a leading man and it's just something that we've conditionally gotten i guess socialized to like you know whenever i go see a movie that you know the star of the film is a woman is an actress i'm usually always expecting that there's going to be a male character that's either a sidekick or is going to have like a significant part in the movie um and i think you know, the problem when it comes to games specifically is that most of the time when 
women or other marginalized communities tend to be represented in those bigger blockbusters, much of uh, more online gaming circles more or online gaming circles that are more toxic tend to make this automatic jump to, oh, you're hyper politicizing this game and all your, you know, SJW woke culture is being injected into my precious gamer sphere, which is something that has been going on for a while. And then uh, particularly uh, women's representation in games is at the center of it. And I think when it comes to to a corporate structure, a company would rather stay away from any sort of defacing to their public image, even if it's from more than likely a vocal minority of players. I um, mean, it's just safer to not safer to just not tempt that beast. Right, and it seems like the public opinion of gaming is that it's a male thing. Yeah, like it's a male sport. Sport, mm-hmm. and I say this with air quotes, but. We've seen in recent years that the the disparity between female and male gamers has actually been like equaling out. Yeah. yeah. And that's really interesting. Whereas when this trend is equalizing, why aren't we having as many? And I mean, like we've already answered this question because it's just seen as mm. like a male, like a boy, like boys play games, like yeah. boys are gamers. Mm. And I feel like there are still these circles, like you said, that are just so closed off. Yeah. You know, and I feel like a lot of guys find solace in gaming. Like it, it's it's their it's their time. Yeah. You know? Like it's their time to spend time with their bros. Mm-hmm. You know? And like girls like gaming too. Mm-hmm. I feel like any there there shouldn't be anything that's just strictly gendered. Yeah. Right? And I feel like a, a lot of the reasons why girls are turned off from gaming is because of one like the lack of female pro gamers, mm-hmm. two um just gendered advertising, three mm-hmm. uh sexual harassment. Yeah. I mean like the stuff that goes on over just uh call or chat in mm-hmm. while you're playing video games is so just mean mm-hmm. and just weird and that I feel like that just turns off any any person. Yeah, and I think another important thing you brought up about um sometimes uh the sexual harassment is not particularly negative. Um like there'll be there are many examples of like uh girls will girls who enjoy playing you know online shooters uh, like a call of duty or an overwatch i from the people i've spoken to online about it or articles that i've read you know the vast majority of them don't turn on their mic or don't interact and or don't try to display anything as though they are a girl because for one uh there is the the negative of it where you know you could be harassed or bullied or whatever but the flip side is you know all of all of the dudes jump on and it's like oh you know i think it's so cool that like you're a gamer and you know let me help me let like the toxic positivity that they'll try like um it'll be you know all the they'll be you know favors and and all this stuff and like oh you know it went from judging the person based on their skill level in the game or or their ability to be or their team working ability uh to just like oh you're a girl like it's it's under then it's 
it's sort of a backhanded like oh i understand why you're bad at this now or i understand why you're not as skilled at this now because you're a girl and furthermore than that uh if it is toxically trying to help them and not just leave them on their own and let them figure stuff out it'll delve into um like usually it ends up with just so do you have a boyfriend or whatever and it's like really it's just kind of disgusting like i just for me when when i play games i want people to enjoy it along with me and enjoy the experience no matter what they are um and i think a lot of that weird um social anonymity of online gaming in particular uh, is is cause for that yeah i mean you hit the nail right on the head man uh I like again. I'm not a gamer, but I've definitely seen this kind of behavior mm-hmm. um, from watching my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it sucks because gaming is such a special thing, and it shouldn't just be like gate kept, like yeah. only for men. This should be mm-hmm. only for women. And like a lot of things, video games are hugely influ- influential, yeah. just like movies and TV shows, and characters in video games are can actually be role models Mm -hmm. for a lot of people and this kind of comes into a problem when you get these over sexualized female characters because they kind of pose the wrong or they give the wrong idea to young female gamers of what they're supposed to be what they're supposed to look like yeah yeah what what they're supposed to look like which in turn exasperates the whole body image issues of of the gatekeeping and stuff and th- gatekeeping stuff. Yeah. yeah. When it when it comes to um that I I uh, going back to sort of uh, the idea of identity within, you know, the gaming community and how a lot of things tend to be very restrictive or or gatekept. Um video games within their history when when they were really emerging as a popular medium in, you know, the 80s and 90s and just I guess consumer electronics were emerging as as a much more popular manufacturing industry. Um, They became gendered along with a lot of other toys in the mid 80s. Um, And of course, this extended into computer science as well. Uh, While I was researching more for this episode, I found that there was a Carnegie Mellon study that was conducted in the 90s that found that families were more likely to buy a computer for boys than girls, even though computers are like, the most non-gendered product you could probably think of. Right. But it was just that focus where, you know, it, it might have been that you're pushing boys to sort of explore this, um, and whereas female toys focus more on the attractiveness or the appearance, um, the binary for guys, you know, emphasizes violence or emphasizes aggression, um, which is gone on for decades um but that also sort of extend that also extended into you know computer science in one way or another and it extended into video games in one way or another and going based off that like violent toys and stuff for guys and soft quote-unquote soft toys for girls i feel like that also kind of plays into the types of games that are marketed exactly because like 
I've definitely heard people be like, "Oh, you're a girl. You just play like Animal Crossing." That's it. That I, that was the that was the other big thing that right. I was going to get into. Yeah, is it? Like, they're, they're like, "Oh, you play Animal Crossing, or you play uh, Stardew, Pokemon, yeah, Pokemon, Stardew Valley, Stardew Valley." But you're not if, a real gamer. Oh my god! Like, what if someone likes playing um, Assassin's Creed or Street Fighter? Yeah. Or in this case. Mortal Kombat, which this episode is mainly <laughs> focusing on, all of these are fantastic games that shouldn't just be gendered yeah. to one specific mm-hmm. gender person, yeah. whatever. In like, many ways, in many ways, it is still seen as a boy state, and a lot of circles of the gaming community are very selective about who really are gamers. If if you play, you know, League of Legends. And it's weird because it tends to be more competitive games. Like if you play a League of Legends or a CSGO or a Call of Duty or any other type of, of shooter or um, like, like a, um, you know, larger, you know, open world RPGs like a Skyrim or something that is more masculine like a God of War or a GTA, then it's like, oh, you're you're a gamer. You're led in this to into this community, but there's still a lot of restrictive identity politics that, in the grand scheme of things, don't matter. Like, I enjoy playing, um, you know, a Mortal Kombat, or I enjoy playing a Battlefield as much as as the next person. But I also really enjoy you know smaller, quainter games like Animal Crossing or Mario Kart or Pokemon Go or whatever. Like, the, there's not it's this weird binary that has that was it was like gendered toys and then you get into video games which for a while already were were gendered to boys and it's like oh you know all of video games is for boys and now we sort of entered the stage where it's like okay it's socially acceptable for girls to like video games and and computer technology and whatever as much as boys but even within gaming, there is this weird, irrational sort of thought process amongst a good amount of the online community of if you like these games, if you enjoy these games, you're not a gamer. Or, you know, mask off, you're not a boy, boy, or whatever. You're not masculine. Yeah. And you see, and when companies try to have more inclusivity Mm. um you see a lot of backlash yes from the gaming community and it just doesn't make sense for me Mm -hmm. right like okay so adding another female playable character Mm. really is that is that really (laughs) good it's not going to change the game really yeah like you you can still play as your male character i don't want to play as a woman then don't no one's making you mom's bad that's really like honestly that's what it boils down to when it comes to this is just this very you know simple belief that like when you really sort of go stage by stage plenty of people in the gaming community just they don't like women and i think more so they don't like they don't like people impeding on this space that right, they found sacred as an escape. It's just, yeah, it's just like their their bubble. Yeah, right? like it's it's gaming is like with the bros, mm-hmm. and when you like, I feel like a lot of people feel threatened mm-hmm. when you start letting girls into that bro time. Yeah, you know, and while that sounds like utter BS, I can also 
see where they're coming from. Yeah. Like I get it. If there's if if I had an activity with my girlfriends mm-hmm. and some random dude was like, "Hey, let like <laughs> let me let me hang out with you guys." I, I, in all honesty, I'd kind of be like, uh, "It'd feel awkward." Yeah, I'd be like, "Yes, but like also no, get out." Like I want I you want that that time to sort of still feel that sense of community. Um and you know, it, I think when it comes to gaming and a lot of other nerd culture in particular, uh, for decades, it was just seen as a thing that wasn't socially acceptable to begin with. That, you know, if you're a gamer, if you spend a bunch of time online, you know, if, if you read comic books or read graphic novels or, or love superheroes or whatever, or manga or anime, you're like this slovenly creature that, right. you know, isn't going to make a difference in society. And luckily, we are past that point now. Um, but it, it's there's a lot of a lot of the gatekeeping and and restriction has still remained in play, and you know it's really unfortunate because I advocate for you know gaming is my favorite entertainment medium, and I think it's more important to want to share that with a bunch of people, and no matter what capacity they want to be in, um, and sort of yeah, collectively enjoy it together then uh put it behind this weird paywall or this yeah. weird toll booth it's a lot like um it's a lot like pride in it's all like national pride like oh you know i really i love america like someone says i love america and and i really enjoy my life here but that also gives me the right to be as critical of it as i deem fit um, even though I do want to share the opportunities and, and the benefits of, of a country like this with everyone else. That's a weird analogy that that's I know. That's a really good analogy. But actually. yeah, that's, that's the same thing is it's like, I love, I love games and in many ways I love the gaming community, but by being that close to it, that also gives me the right to be critical of it to no end. And that's completely valid, but Speaking of being critical, I think we should start being critical of some <laughs> female characters. This is the That's part, a good time. This That's is, a good time. This That's is the lead. part that I was really excited for because last night I just I, I think I was up to like 2 a.m. just looking up like various uh, characters like from Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Bayonetta. Um, I was watching a bunch of feminist frequency videos, mm-hmm. which if you guys don't know who that is, it's a... Uh, podcast youtube channel uh hosted by anita sarkeesian mm. who is a uh don't don't get uh, she's a game developer i uh, i think she's more of a of a journalist journalist blogger. activist yeah blogger kind of person who advocates for feminism in video games yeah. all of that jazz so she has a series that kind of covers different tropes in video games mm. involving females and it's been super informative Mm -hmm. so if you guys are interested in this and you want to know like well what's so bad about female characters in video games check out our channel but also check out this episode Mm. it's too late in this episode to put (laughs) in a plug but here it is anyway um so i like there are some strong female protagonists i mean namely laura croft mm. if you don't know who i like even i know who laura croft or is. uh samus arian yes from yes. metroid um and then you've got um uh, aloy from horizon zero mm-hmm. dawn 
Uh, you've got Cassandra from Assassin's Creed. Mm. Uh, uh, these are, Ellie from The Last of Us. Yes, yes. All of these are strong, positive female characters. Mm. But you also can't deny that in their character design, they're... Some of them, yeah. Some of them have a little bit of accentuated features, yeah. shall we say. Mm. Um, for example, Laura Croft, she... Um, her first design? Her first design, oh boy. Um, she is basically wearing shorts, mm-hmm. like booty shorts, and she's wearing a very... Yeah, like, not so much booty shorts, they're just like... They're just short. Nothing. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically nothing. They're basically nothing. Uh, she's wearing shorts. She's wearing um, like a... Cr- tank top. Tank top kind of thing that shows up her midriff, I do mm-hmm. believe. Uh, and she's like wearing like belts and stuff mm-hmm. like to carry her holsters stuff. Holsters and Yeah, everything. holsters and all that jazz. And she's wearing boots with like a little bit of a heel, I yeah. do believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at the situation that Laura's in, she's in the wilderness, <laughs> right? And she's adventuring, she's raiding adventuring. tombs. Yes, she's doing all of these crazy stuff. And she's wearing this very skimpy outfit. And let me tell you, as a woman running in like heeled boots and doing all of the stunts that Laura does, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I can't even walk in heels. And the, her her design in particular has gotten much better much better over the years yes. like like her her modern design like there's almost no remnants of what it was before right her most recent design she's wearing pants oh <laughs> she's my God. wearing pants hallelujah pants finally woo uh very rarely do you find a female character in wearing video- pants wearing pants let me tell you because honestly it just gets worse from here and it gets it's it's especially exacerbated in fighting games oh boy oh boy Ooh, that's that's my favorite part. That's the piping tea in this episode, because, like I said before, we are uh, we are gonna mainly focus on Mortal Kombat because the movie is coming out in a seven days in a week. Next week, yeah. yes, it is, and Mortal Kombat is a staple in fighting games, fighting games and, and, and the gaming just, gaming genre. It's a it's a legendary game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like everyone knows what Mortal Kombat is, mm-hmm. right? And the female characters, um, I don't think they. I don't think I could properly say that they're wearing clothes. Honestly, like after looking at their design, leotards yeah. are the closest you could probably describe yeah. them as. Like they've got, let's say they've got their bits covered, mm. um, and just that, and I just ah, you know, like mm. I, I couldn't. Honestly, I couldn't find a leotard without risking a public. Disgrace, <laughs> indecent exposure. Indecent exposure. Yeah, like how how are you like doing black backflips and fighting without having a little nip slip, having a little <laughs> Paris Jackson moment at the Super Bowl? I th- how I think fighting games are are interesting when it comes to designs, just because their art styles are so drastically different. Like um, we meant, like of course, Mortal Kombat is is a good example, but I think like. Um, sort of its its Japanese equivalency, Street Fighter, um, if we look at character designs from there, whether it's Chun-Li or, or Kami, or uh, those are the two big ones I'm trying to think of someone else. But like, uh, either way, um, looking at, at those characters, they are more cartoonish, and sometimes their designs or their moves tend to lean into the more ridiculous aspects of their universe. Emphasis which is on ass. <laughs> which might include um, 
you know, weird, you know, uh, weird costume wear, weird outfits. And though Mortal Kombat is more hyper-realistic in its violence and its, you know, moveset, it's a little bit ironic on how those characters are designed because they're not, like, the moves they're doing are a lot more realistic and uh, the blood they're spilling is a lot more realistic. But sometimes, you know, what they are wearing and how the characters just look or are drawn um, is not of the same frequency. Right, and I mean... When you look at all of these characters, right, they have very similar body types. Yeah. And which is the slender body type. Um, like long legs, um, breasts like way higher than they should be. Mm-hmm. As a as an owner of a pair <laughs> of breasts, I can tell you with utmost certainty that they are not supposed to be like right below your neck. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Honestly, even if they're being fairly pushed up, right? Like even with like the best push-up bra from Victoria's Secret, they should not be like golf balls. Okay, not golf balls. Sorry, <laughs> grapefruits. I mean, if you've got golf balls, plonk <laughs> cool. them in. Cool, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, like they should not be like sitting like at your collarbone yeah. kind of thing. Like that's just anatomically and like physically impossible mm-hmm. to do. And I think, and just if you look at their entire body, it's all, they're all like very similar body types, right? Like mm-hmm. you've got the long legs. Very big, muscular thighs. Very muscular thighs. I mean, some some characters have very slim thighs mm-hmm. as well. Muscular thighs, um, very round uh, peaches, mm-hmm. for a lack of a better word. <laughs> uh, very round behinds. Um, just, you know, and they all look the same, mm-hmm. but just with different outfits, you know? Whereas when you look at male characters, you've got variety. Right, mm-hmm. like you've got big bulky boys, you've got skinny boys, you've got fat boys, mm-hmm. you know, all of these different characters. And I'm not saying that there isn't sexualization with male video game characters. Because there are, there, there, it is. there is, there definitely is. I mean, you've got like you've got all these characters that are just completely ripped, like eight pack, twelve pack abs. <laughs> I didn't even know what like a twelve pack could be a thing. I mean, come on, Kratos, that beard, that's just too. There's no yeah. way you're getting it like that, man. Exactly, right? Um, I mean, there is sexualization, so I'm not completely alienating. There is sexualization on both sides. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that there's more so on the female side. And it's been a problem for longer. And it has been, because, first of all, breasts cannot be that high. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're hung up on this breast thing. I really am, because I just, I spent, like, hours yesterday. <laughs> like, you do not understand. I spent hours yesterday looking at video game breasts okay <laughs> that's the one thing that is on my mind right now i just can't get it out of my head because i'm like i look down and like i i'm doing like live comparisons okay out here and i'm just like this cannot be possible right mm. now and if this is having so much of an impact on me a 21 year old who has had like a self-realization kind of thing and I'm, I'm like, okay with my body. Mm-hmm. Imagine the impact that it has on young women yeah. who are still trying to figure out their bodies and their self-image and their self-identity, mm-hmm. right? Mm. It's, it's damaging. And video games are super important to a lot of people, including mm-hmm. women. And 
I feel like a lot of people find their role models yeah. through video games. And I mean, Blake, you tell me. Did you have a role model, someone that you like looked up to, admired to from a video game, like from your favorite video game? Um, you know, when when I was <laughs> when I was thinking of answers to this question before the episode, I actually couldn't come up with any. Okay. Because um I think I'm I'm more inspired by the stories or or the themes that are represented in games that tend to be much better written into games than other popular media. Um, I think that there are icons of the gaming industry that I really love. They're written very well that I don't necessarily look up to on a personal level, but I really just appreciate. Um, Laura Croft is one of them. Um, Ellie from The Last of Us is one of them. Um, uh, and, and when it comes to male characters, you know, I, I'm an Xbox gamer through and through, so gotta love my Master Chief. Um, I love uh, Kratos from God of War. Um, and there's Samus from Metroid. Oh and boy, you can't. Zelda, I really, Zelda's really cool too. Um, I love but Zelda. I, yeah, but I think that, like, for me, I don't necessarily think of uh, most fictional characters. Like, I don't aspire to be like them. I, I reserve that for actual human beings. Um, but I enjoy more of what they represent. Right. And I mean, but, like, you can't, you can't deny that these characters have a subconscious effect that's true on you right like whether you look up to them or not and i completely understand like reserving that right as role models for actual human beings mm. you can't deny that like if you grew up on video games and they had an influential impact on your life then and now that some of the characters may have yeah. an impact on you like for me zelda i i love i love her and i think she's a really strong female character she's really well written as mm -hmm. well she's not just like tossed to the side and she's just like a side female characters in earlier games she was actually i think she was a playable character mm -hmm. as Sheik, i do believe yeah well i don't think Sheik was playable in ocarina of time but um throughout most of legend of zelda's history zelda has played as important even though zelda isn't often a playable character or has any mainline or any in any of the mainline games. Um, she plays as an as important role in that universe as Link does because, you know, they form the triumvirate where it's it's Link, Ganon, and Zelda for all time. Like they are the three most important characters, um, and you know what they represent and who they are is as important and equal. Libra in equilibrium of those stations. Yeah, totally agree with that. I mean, again, this problem with just design of mm -hmm. video <laughs> game characters, man. Man, I just, I don't know. Like, it's just, why can't you just draw female characters normally? Mm. You know? Like, well, I think, you know, one, and, and this was... variety, too. <laughs> this is one... Um, one major thought that I had when like picking through how I how I felt about these and I don't know if it is because I'm a guy and I you know I haven't felt well 
I think in, in some cases, when I have felt uncomfortable with my body image, it's not been because you know I see a character on screen or uh, in a video game or in a movie, and I'm like, oh, I really wish I looked like that, but feeling awful that I don't. That, in my own personal life, has come from um, growing up and being around other guys that were the same age as me who might not have, you know, I might, in my own mind, I wasn't developing as fast as they were. Um, But to me, I think amongst the gaming community, it tends to be this whole unspoken thing where it's like, oh, yeah, we know that those aren't realistic dimensions or whatever, but we just sort of, I guess, accept them in a way. Um, and we don't consider that there can be far-reaching consequences of it because it's just like any other form of media, and it might not, and it might be not just entertainment. Um, it could be in news or journalism. If you're representing certain communities of people in a in one fashion that is the dominant fashion, then it's going to influence other people's perceptions of those groups for a long time and it's going to take a fair bit of reconditioning to get people back around to being like oh you know that's not the reality or whatever i think like the the best example in our lifetimes is how uh people of the muslim and arab world were represented following 9-11 whether that was in dominant entertainment media or whether that was in news media um a lot of those messages really stuck with people of our generation. And, you know, luckily, I think we're, most of us are coming around to the idea that it's like, oh, you know, not all people from the Arab world or people with brown skin are terrorists or not all Muslims are, you know, hyper-violent people who, who want to take down the ideas and freedoms of uh, or ideologies of America or whatever. But... You know, boiling it back down to gaming, we gamers tend to believe that there is this unspoken thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I know that this is whatever. And they don't, I think, don't really consider it even Um, though. For me, I don't know how much of a problem that is extending further. Um, I think it is a important notion to bring up that it's like these characters are proportionally wrong. They're not designed accurately. Um, and that can have effect on women and girls who are still trying to figure out what is you know my place, what is my station, how do I feel about myself. Um, and it can also have an effect on boys too as well or, or anyone no matter their gender. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I have seen a lot of, well, I wouldn't say a lot of female gamers, but there there have been some female gamers who have defended the quote-unquote sexualization of female characters. And, for example, let's take Bayonetta, mm-hmm. right? Um, with Bayonetta, like, if you just look point-blank at her character design, you can tell that it's very sexualized. Mm-hmm. She's got really long legs, tiny waist, mm-hmm. really big chest. Um, and, I mean... 
even like even in the gameplay, right? Like she uses her hair mm-hmm. to fight angels, and she uses her she, suits made of her hair. Yeah, her like suit, there's nothing underneath. Exactly. It. So when she uses her hair, she's just basically left naked. Naked, yeah. Right. That's the and implied thing. That's an implied thing, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, well, that's like really like sexualized. You're sexualizing Bayonetta," mm-hmm. but. Also, and she also does like very sexual like positions mm-hmm. and stuff when she's fighting, mm-hmm. like a lot of like the splits yeah. and stuff. Um, and I mean, like even in the opening scene, I do believe of the game, she's kind of in stasis, mm-hmm. and the camera moves around her like very still body, and mm-hmm. like you kind of get all the angles yeah. of her body, right? Which can be seen as sexualizing Bayonetta, but I have seen the counter argument that. It's not really sexualizing when the character in itself takes pride yeah. in being overly sexual, yeah. right? And I think that's another aspect of feminism that we overlook, mm-hmm. right? That exactly. women can take control of their sexuality and yeah. they, they can be... It can be empowering. Yeah, it can be overpowering. like Or empowering. Empo- yeah, empowering, empowering, <laughs> whatever. Um, but you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, if you wear like skin, like scantily clothing, you're a explicit word. You're like, ruining, for, you're yeah. ruining it for, for the rest of us who are right. fighting for the real feminist ideals. Yeah, whatever. I mean, like, and that's the thing that a lot of people miss with feminism is that you can wear whatever you want to wear, right? Like if you feel comfortable in a long sleeve shirt and like pants that cover your ankles, then go for it, man. Like no one's telling, no one's telling you. You shouldn't be labeled for, you know, right. choosing one or the other. Exactly, and like feminism shouldn't just be like one thing or another, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, even like if we're when we're going back to Bayonetta, like it's empowering her, right? And I mean, she takes pleasure in flaunting her sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and the male characters that she deals with are fully aware of her strength, mm-hmm. right? Despite her being this very sexual character right and i mean i i feel like a lot of people are just so ready to mm-hmm. just demonize that whole sexualization without taking a deeper dive into what that character actually is yeah and what that character actually does and Honestly, I'm guilty of that mm-hmm. because when I first saw Bayonetta, like my cousin was playing Bayonetta, <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, what the heck is this? Like, she's just, <laughs> she's just out here. She's like, hacked. she's naked. She's naked. Oh my god! Like, it's sexualization. Like, men ruin everything. It's like, was <laughs> That's, honest to those god. are the synapses that are firing. Right. Like, my brain was just like, wee, and and then I had to kind of take a step back and just mm-hmm. be like, well, okay, so what? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think honest, like honestly, it just goes both ways. Yeah. Right. Like it just it just depends on how you see it. Like some mm-hmm. people see it as empowering, some people see it as objectifying it and kind of serving the male gaze. Yeah. So to say. I think when it it's another um, important point when it comes to representing uh, characters of of different races than. Um, different races or different sexual identities um, or gender identities when that aspect of their character is their only character trait that's a noticeable problem mm-hmm. um, where like so if if, uh, if Bayonetta Bayonetta is a woman if the only interesting thing about her character was that oh she's female and she looks hot that 
to me, would be a much larger problem than where it is now, where it's like, she is a woman, she flaunts her sexuality in a positive way, and she owns it. Um, there's more to her than just her body, just her attractiveness. Um, and that's the really important part. And that's that's a thing where like sexualization becomes part of a female's character. And mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of arguments of people saying that like, yeah, like her sexualization and her outfits and whatever mm -hmm. um, and her moves and combos are part of her character, which I'm I'm kind of on the fence of like, again, it's all up to interpretation, mm -hmm. right? Whether you see characters from Mortal Kombat like uh, Chun-Li and Melina. Well, Chun-Li's from Street Fighter. Never mind. Uh, Actually. Whoa, whoops. Sorry. Uh, fine. From both Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. um, let me rectify my statement. Um, <laughs> so just saying that like these characters are just s sexual characters. Mm -hmm. Like... I mean, it there just, has to be more there. There has to be more, right? Like y you need a backstory, and I I understand how there's like some some female characters in Mortal Kombat that have like a really deep lore, lore and stuff behind that, and that I'm supportive of. Mm -hmm. Like, if there's a reason as to why they're being sexualized, I'm okay for that. But if they're just sexualized just for just the for sake the, yeah. of sexual sexualization and just for the male gaze. Mm -hmm then that's where the problem starts to come in, right? Mm -hmm. And just going based off of that, like, despite if it's due to the backstory or just due to whatever, like, just to the male gaze, you also have to kind of point out the camera angles mm -hmm. in video games, mm -hmm. right? And it's something that I found really interesting when I was just watching walkthroughs of a lot of video games was that when you have female like protagonist video games the camera is always centered on their butt <laughs> right like it's it's just it's oftentimes it, it's not over the shoulder it's, not it's over further the shoulder. down right like as opposed to games like batman like all the arkham, all, city, arkham or... city like all of them are over the shoulder mm -hmm. right and their costumes too mm -hmm. like i i was i was watching a gameplay and like every time you try to like look at Batman's ass, it, it, his cape covers it. Mm -hmm. Whereas with games like Lara Croft or um, in Arkham Asylum, Cat Catwoman, Woman, right? Like the the camera positioning of that is very much focused on her behind. Yes. And Catwoman has like very much of a strut, so mm -hmm. she's accentuating her features, her features essentially. And you, even if you're looking off screen or like wherever, and not at Catwoman, you can't help. But to notice, be drawn to, to that, like the tantalizing <laughs> sway of her behind <laughs> as she as she does her little strut walk thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I found that I just found that really interesting. Like, why do male characters like they they're all drawn? A lot of them are drawn with um, pieces of clothing covering their behinds, mm -hmm. right? Whether it be like a loincloth, a cape, uh, a trench coat, whatever. Like they they all of their quote-unquote assets are covered by clothing, whereas with a lot of female characters, they're not. Mm -hmm. And if anything, they're wearing a lot of skin-tight clothing and clothing that I'm honestly surprised to see stay on their bodies, <laughs> right? Because, like, 
there'll be there'll be characters that have like just their chest is covered, but mm-hmm. then like their navel, everything, like their their thighs, mm-hmm. and then like even their back mm-hmm. is exposed, but just their chest is is covered. And I'm like, first of all, how are you fighting in that? Like, how is your outfit not falling off? Secondly, you're in like a very violent world where people are trying to stab you every three freaking seconds. Like, if your navel is exposed, someone could just walk up to you and just be like, zoink. Like, but I mean, that's also the suspension of disbelief with everything. Yeah, where it's like, I know. I know you're, but you're nitpicking. You're looking too much into it or whatever. It's like, I know. It's, it's like, just... it's not supposed to be realistic, except when it's like kind of supposed to sort of be based on actual physics. Um, you know, shh, they don't want to hear about yeah. that. No, 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 no. But I don't know. It's just. I see it as somewhat of a problem, but I can also see the flip side as to how it could not. But, you know, it would it would be nice to see female characters that weren't drawn for the male gaze, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and there's just so little of those characters, like uh, Seamus from... Is that how you say their name? From, from what? Uh, zero. Wait, no. What? What's the? What's the video game? Zero Suit Samus. Yes, Zero Suit Samus. Seamus. Seamus. That's uh, that's Samus's uh Irish cousin. Yes, thank you. She's a ginger. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, sue me, I guess. <laughs> Again, I'm not a gamer. I don't know. Please don't come at me. Let's make me. that very clear. I know. Let's make that very clear. I feel like I said that in the beginning of the podcast. I will reiterate that continuously. I'm not a gamer. No capital G, no lowercase g. I'm just an aimer, okay? <laughs> Nothing. I I do not know. So that's why I have an expert on the show. I think one one uh, in one concluding note that I'd want to express when it, when it comes to this is something important that uh, we should focus on is character female characters and this also extends into male characters but focusing since it tends to be more of a problem with female characters they should be written well first before they're designed i agree with because you if, if it if it's designed first then a lot of what their personality and what their backstory might be just plays into that right. whereas if you can construct this if you can construct the idea of a character before you construct the image of them, nine times out of ten, it's going to make them much more interesting and much more, you know, better in the long run. Like, for me, like, you know, I am I could say it every day of the week. Chun-Li's thighs, very attractive, very nice. I agree but with you. there's more going on with Chun-Li than just how she looks, and that's what makes her a fantastic character. Um in the annals of gaming history. But I think we need more characters that are on that idea to image um, pipeline, which we're getting more of now. Um, but I feel that, you know, this is an, it's an important discussion to have as it is to have with any uh, representation issues in any other medium. And I agree with that 1,000%. (laughs) So on that note, that has been another wonderful episode of The Coven. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining 
our lovely conversation. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week on a brand new episode of The Coven.